Welcome, everyone. We are about to begin. Be'es Hashem, Shalom Bayashir, number 307. Today, we're going to talk about work addiction. And you may ask, what does that have to do with Shalom Bayas? It has a lot to do with Shalom Bayas. It could affect seriously the Shalom Bayas in the home, as well as the overall uh, life of the person that is going through this work addiction. And being married to a real workaholic can create a lot of tension in marriage. Now, work, we know, does have value. That's true. Perkyavis praises work. And Batola, the absence of work, brings to insanity, brings to immorality. We know Ramavinu at the time, they may have not been the greatest people in the world, but when he chose to live in Eretz Canaan, at that point in time, they were hardworking, industrious, and he said, this is where I want to settle, not in areas where they were loafers and wasting their time. So there is value to work. There's great value to work. That is true. But overworking can be very addictive. Now, sometimes someone's in a matziv, in a parnasa, that they have seem to have no braver, really, uh, they have long hours. They're forced to work very, very hard, sometimes two jobs. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're a workaholic. Um, but what, what workaholic means to the point where you actually become addicted to the work itself, which can create a lot of damage. Some of the signs of being addicted to work is a certain restlessness, a certain anxiety, or irritability, irritability, and even depression. Now, there are many reasons of why work addictions form, and the signs are as follows. Number one is if someone is having trouble at home or in their personal life, very often they use work as an avoidance tactic um, to escape the reality of home. That even though work could be hard work and sometimes not always the most pleasant thing, but they prefer that over having a face-to-face situation at home in their personal life that they know they really need to tackle and they're just using the work to avoid it. Sometimes it's because they feel unappreciated at home or incompetent at home and they use work to avoid those feelings. And we need to work through this and realize of the value that you have regardless of that and to not use work as a source of avoidance. It is very interesting that we say this, because people don't usually view it this way. Yes, you may run to watch a baseball game, a football game, or watch a television show um, to escape reality. But work to escape reality, some people don't think along those lines, but indeed, many people use excessive work to escape uncomfortable feelings, or not addressing their personal lives. Another sign of, of work, being a workaholic is when one has an unreasonable desire for power or for control. Now, normally that could come in a form of an employer who oversees a lot of people and they enjoy that power and they go overboard with it, becoming a workaholic and monitoring every single thing in their business in a micro-managed way to a point of real unhealthy way. And employees, even though they're not employers, 
could also have an unreasonable desire for power or control in their own small environments that they're in if they have influence over other employees in their departments. And that is a very, very important thing to realize that that could happen also. It's not the etzim work, which is healthy within proper balance, but this desire to pa- for power or desire to control. Another sign of being a workaholic is when you have a compulsive need to structure time and complete tasks. Now, the truth is, this is that there's healthy parts to structuring time. Now, we're going to talk down the road about the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs type indicator. And one of the letters that describes a particular personality is a J, which is called judging. And there's healthy J's and unhealthy J's. And a healthy J is one who knows how to structure time in a very, very healthy way. So, you know, it's to explain it this way, for example, we know, for example, let's pick someone like a big Godel Hadar, like Ramosha Feinstein, right? He utilized every single minute of every single moment of his life to that structure. But it was an obsessive structure, meaning that he had a total balance to him, that he was kolatayrakula, but when someone come, came in to ask him a shayla, uh, then he had his full attention doing the chesed in that sense, and so on and so forth. So it's okay to value time, to be very structured with time, but if it becomes an, a compulsion, then it is unhealthy. And very often workaholics get to that point where they have this over unhealthy um, zeal towards structuring time and controlling time. They also have trouble relaxing. They ha- also have feel guilty or uncomfortable or out of place when they relax. They feel guilty taking vacations. And while productivity is a wonderful thing, and especially in Tyra, you could actually become a workaholic in the sense with Tyra also, which is a separate parsha, which we're not really going to address in this particular shear. But sometimes you have to be careful, especially with Bahram, and some Rebbe's could catch on to it, and that, that they, to escape problems, they sometimes you think a Bach is doing very, very well because they're a tremendous masmid. They're at the top of their yeshiva and they're learning lunchtime. They're learning every single minute that they have. Now, in some cases, they're balanced. They're healthy. They understand when they need to do whatever they need to do. They just love Taira. That's beautiful. But you need to sense and really know them. And if they're using that limit Taira to escape reality, to compare, to, to have a compulsive um, structure to their time or to avoid emotional um, interrelationships with their own parents or after they're married with their own wife, then we know we're dealing with a certain workaholism within the Torah aspect of it too. That does exist, and that's a separate parasha that we're not going to get into in this shear in detail, but it's something for another shear where when is... Hasmada Satira, which you hear about and which is a beautiful thing. Catch five minutes of this, catch five minutes of this. Beautiful. You can finish a Masechta by learning five minutes here, five minutes there. When is it a healthy thing? And when is it you're using it as a way of escaping 
things that you're mechayev to do, bein adam lechaveiroi and bein ish ishtai. So the hyper-focus of any hyper-focus needs a tzarech ian, and you need it, even if you're doing it for good things like Torah, or in some cases, mitzvahs and chesed. But that's a separate parsha. But in general, that is the case, that if someone has trouble relaxing, feeling guilty taking vacations, being overly obsessive with time, it's a sign that they have a workaholic issue. They also may use work to fill an internal emptiness, with a lack of spiritual component in their life. So they use work as an addiction, and it's dangerous. It's dangerous because it damages relationships. You're missing out with the connection that you have with your children, and it's a terrible thing. Another uh, negative result of, wor- of overworking is the health costs. People that overwork as workaholics, they experience exhaustion, Many have ulcers, infections, yanamachla, cancer, cholila, fatigue, extreme fatigue, and they need to recover from this. They need, they run out of gas, and they need to slow down, and they need to learn how to, how to um, use it in a healthy perspective. And there's no glorification in the business. You need to have a healthy perspective of what work is. And one eighth for this is to enjoy passive experiences too. To enjoy passive experiences too. Like listening to people. Like listening to music that you enjoy, especially if it will give you a iris and avaydis Hashem. To watch a sunset. To watch your little child as they're playing and, and, and you know interacting as you know and to enjoy that. And I know this is not an easy thing, because let's face it, work is a serious achrayas. It's not something that you could ignore. It's something that you have to take seriously day in and day out. And it's a responsibility. And just to say, okay, I'm I'm just gonna have a laid back attitude about work, people can't afford to do that. But at the same time, People need to learn that there is a healthy balance to it. There's nothing wrong, and it's even healthy to take some time off. You become more productive afterwards. Sometimes you need a breather. You need a vacation. And then again, when we talked about the Tyra aspects of it, a Rebbe will send sometimes from Bacher, you know, learn something lighter, or you're going to take a nap now, or you're going to take a few days, you know, whatever it is. And Benazmanim is a tricky thing because there's a lot of wasted, wasted, wasted time in Benazmanim and destructively so. But at the same time, some of Benazmanim is actually very, very healthy. And um, part of, of the problems with Benazmanim or the Sidriya Yeshiva in general is if when you're in Yeshiva 15 hours a day, you don't know how to train yourself that when you're not in Yeshiva, how am I going to use this time productively? So either you waste all your time or you go obsessive the opposite way. And in life in general, balance is the key. The idea of workaholism and the idea of the, taking the perspective of work the right way also is connected to the concept of betachen, to have betachen. Now, if you learn the Sefer Chayva Salvava, Shar HaBitachin, whether you learn it with the English, Yiddish, Hebrew, uh, easier translation, I think it's called the Leif Toiv. Um, um, 
Um, that it's a very, very excellent parish, Lave type, I believe it's called. And, um, or the one, Ravigda Miller's Sharbatachin in English, beautiful. And over there, he talks a lot about it. It's fascinating that Betachin and work, this, it is a hard balance to know when is Hishtadlis required, when is Betachin required. And if you read uh, that Shar, I highly recommend it for people on both ends. Sai for people that may suspect themselves of being workaholics, of going being overly obsessive with work, should read that Shara Bitochen, especially the Rabbi Avigda Miller's vi- version, you know, the Ara Avigda on Chayva Salvav is on Shara Bitochen to learn that from beginning to end of that Shara again and again and again. And on the other way around, if you have a too much of a lackadaisical uh, as, uh, uh, um, attitude towards work. Like, why should I work? I trust Hashem, end of story, you know? You need to read that too. It is, um, you see it from Yaakov Avinu, Bechir Shabbat whose betochen was beyond anything we could comprehend. But he found it necessary to work by love on those years, to be a shayman neman, and to work erlich, and sometimes losing sleep, like he was made himself, to make sure the sheep were protected. What was the value of it? What was the purpose of it? And to explain it is, you know, the balance, the healthy balance that's needed between your spiritual life and physical life, that it's not two separate things, but it's fused as one. And that's highly recommended. That's very, very helpful. Because some think that, you know, they over-emphasize work and sometimes they under-emphasize work and the Shabbat really gives you a healthy balance of how to handle that, that particular problem. The same applies, by the way, with the women, whether it's in their own careers, they could have workaholism too, and even in their own structure of their own family life, to know when to balance themselves. They don't always have to cook everything like 10 course meals for Yontif. They could use, they could do less and relax more in certain situations. And even if, can I know how you bench with a, with a lot of children, with a lot on your plate, a lot of things that you, that you need to do and you have no choice but doing them. But then there's things, all of you know, kalechad kifi your matzev, where there's certain things where I have a choice. This I don't really have to do. I have a choice. I could rest or relax or take it easy the next hour, hour and a half, or I could get up and I'm going to cook this or do this or clean this or do that. And sometimes you need to have that shickle and realize that maybe now the taking the nap or just putting my feet up for a few minutes will help my whole day. And that has value. The non-work aspects of the passive has great value. The same thing with Tyra, by the way. The Chafetz Chaim talked about this a lot. That he was, he had this somewhat of a breakdown in his 20s of not being able to learn almost for a full year because he overstrained his mind. And it's brought down the Kol Kisvei Chafetz Chaim, the whole story about it. And then he, it, he the, I think it's son is the one who wrote it, but basically he said that once Baruch Hashem he recovered and he said the Chesed of who would imagine that my brain would have the kayak to write the Chafetz Chaim and the Mishnah and be Ma'amik and Alocha? But that's what happened. Hashem gave him Siyat Shmaya. But he says very interesting 
that he was very mockbit though, from then on, that after learning X amount of time, that he took a break. He stopped. He took a break. Didn't overstrain excessively. This is not, you can't bring Rayas from Rebekiva with 24 years. 12 plus 12 isn't uh, 24, which I'm not going to elaborate, but if you guys understand what that was all about, or the intensity, this is not healthy. And Masmidim Hasmada also requires breaks, and those Hefsekim are part of the Limud Hatayra itself. The rest that you need is a chilek of your avoida of the productivity itself. It's like when you're looking at a Sefer Torah, we think the Iker is the words themselves, the mitzvahs, the black that we lane. The white is even on a higher madrega, the spaces between the letters. We need those spaces. And that is someone who, as has this workaholic issue, needs to understand and to value those spaces as well. Hatzlochem bracha.